Welcome to Season 6 of the Do More Good podcast, a selection of interviews with the movers and shakers from the third sector and beyond, telling the stories of people doing more good. I'm James, fundraiser at Blood Cancer UK, Marie Curie and now a Sue Rider. I'm also treasurer of the Events Fundraising Group of the CIOF and Bexley Cross Country Champion 1994. And I'm Kenneth, proud fundraiser from my time working for Alzheimer's Research UK, now the charities lead at London Marathon Events where I get to work with thousands of brilliant and amazing charities, father of three football-obsessed children and co-host of the Do More Good podcast. You're listening to the Do More Good podcast. The Do More Good podcast. Uh, welcome to Do More Good podcast. Do More Good Good, do more. Do more good podcast. Do more good podcast. That's what you want me to say. Yeah. You're okay. listening to the Do More Good podcast. Right, here we are, James, back again for another episode of the Do More Good podcast, episode 91. How are you doing? I'm very well, Kenneth. I'm very well. And I can see you are too. Fresh from the bank holiday. You're looking chilled and relaxed there in your office. Yeah. Nice think break. I'm- yeah, I had, a, I had a nice bit of time away with, with friends and good to catch up and see people that we haven't seen and reminisce about what the last few years have been like and look at how older and fatter many of us have got. But uh, no, yeah, it was it was a good time um, and the weather was good, wasn't it? So, yeah, enjoyed it. Where did you go? Did you get away? I did get away just for the day. So I went to the Isle of Wight on Sunday. Ooh. Uh, I went down, left at five o'clock in the morning. Right. Got there for eight o'clock, crossed, and then rode around the island in the rain, freezing cold. And my the, the guy that I went with got three punctures on the way around. So <laughs> he came back with more tired thumbs than he did legs uh, from fitting, uh, from fixing those. Uh, and then we got back on the ferry, came home. It was like a very long way to go for a, for a ride. But yeah, it was it was good. It was very good. Nice. Are, one, you, nice are you training for anything specific, specific at the moment? Yeah, or are you just... well, riding to Paris in course July. Right. Of course but it was quite nice to get out of the house. I should probably have a bit of a disclaimer that we are having work done here and the builders work so hard that they are here early in the morning and they stay until late. This is probably a nice opportunity for me to apologise to our neighbours, anyone in, the, in <laughs> South East London who has been listening to banging and drilling that goes on. They work so hard. But yeah, that, that, you might hear that in the background. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we we did the same last year, right? You might recall on, on previous episodes talking about that. It was like nine, 12 month project at home. And then I, I saw our neighbours on the school run this morning and they were like, oh, we're really sorry. We're going to have our patio dug up and it's going to be really loud. And I was like, that's OK. You know, <laughs> we give you 12 months of abuse. I'm yeah. sure a few days will be absolutely fine. Yeah, but anyway, look, we've got a great episode. I'm really excited about this one, actually. It's uh, it's great just kind of researching guests and seeing what they what they do and who they are and, and what they stand for. I'm really looking forward to getting to the conversation. But before we do that, James, did you have a question that we were going to have, have a question for you? I do have a question for you, Kenneth. Uh, if you could pick a mentor, any mentor. Who would you choose? You can have a couple. I'm going to let you have a couple because I've written a few. I know. So, so you can have a couple if you want, or just one. Just go big on one, or they can be they can be whoever you want. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go big on one, but it is a difficult question. So yeah, we yeah. do we do have a little bit of a think beforehand. But actually, thinking about who a perfect mentor would be was was quite a difficult question. And but actually, who I ended up coming to in the end, which is probably a bit cliche, but I came to Gareth Southgate. Oh. and there was reasons there because I thought nice 
he's obviously got the knowledge and expertise. He's he's been through the system of the FA. He's he's had a career that's been a player, went through the the FA youth system, and and then all the way up to the to the pinnacle of the football game. He's obviously positive. He's he's good at enthusiasm. He can you know hopefully help. He's obviously a good listener, dealing with you know squads and people coming in and out and 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 different issues. He, he I'm sure he must be good at that in terms of kind of leadership. And I think he has, you know, a growth mindset. And I think they're they're some of the things that I think would be an ideal in a, in a mentor. So that's well, where I'm, I got I'm, to. I'm happy with that. I'll accept that one because he is also used to dealing with massive egos. So I think <laughs> he could probably handle you. I reckon he could, you know, you'll listen to him because he's used to that. So. What about you? Come on. Uh, well, I, like, I didn't have Gareth. I didn't have Gareth, but I've take I've done this. In, you know how you do the dinner party thing where you have like six people for dinner party. I'm going to need quite a long table for this because I have written quite a few. Gareth is not on the list. I think some of these are actually fictional. Let me know. Uh, but I, it's my question. So I'm, I'm saying that that's allowed. And maybe just pick your favourites from this. So I've gone uh, Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Viper from Top Gun. I've gone Keely Jones from Ted Lasso. Not Ted. I haven't gone for Ted. I've gone for so fans of the show will know. Uh, who she is but I've, I've gone with her Mary Poppins that solid sound advice from Mary you know what you're yeah. saying she'll be, she'll be a great one Nanny McPhee and then I've got some really obvious ones Barack Obama Jacinda Ardern Kenneth Foreman Mr Miyagi Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Dave Grohl Dane Kelly Holmes like as a child loved her adored her and I think she would just really push me she wouldn't let me have a day off from training uh, yeah. Simon Reeve and Danny Dyer <laughs> you went in a list. Com- you went in a completely different direction to what I did, but I yeah. can see our uh, our guest is sitting there, and, and she certainly enjoyed enjoyed some of those. But um, yeah, it's an interesting question. It's an interesting question to ask yourself. I think I fear it probably says more about you than than it does the mentor, <laughs> doesn't it? That who you look for. It's like a good interview question, isn't it? Who would you have? Who who would who would you pick as a colleague? Who, what what kind of skills would they have? You kind of exposing your own weaknesses. Exactly. So, exactly. Me, me picking Danny Dyer. <laughs> yeah. oh look let's let's get on with this episode because i say it's going to be a cracking one i'll, I'll jump in with the intro so our, our guest this week is the ceo and founder of urban synergy an award-winning youth empowerment charity established in 2007 our guest is currently seconded from the london stock exchange group to lead urban synergy Struck by how a lack of opportunity for young people, particularly those from black and ethnic minority communities, was impacting their path to success, Urban Synergy built an effective program of seminars, mentoring and work experience opportunities to help young people reach their individual potential. Through partnerships with corporate businesses, through partnerships with role models and individuals, Urban Synergy believes that together we can build an equitable world for all young people and create a diverse workforce that everyone can benefit from. Now, in 2021, our guest was named the Empower Role Model List on the on and on the top 10 black role model list sponsored by Google. She was also presented with a Profiling Courage Award from the National Black Crown Prosecution Association. And then tw- November 2021, Urban Synergy was the East London Business Award winner for their response to COVID. And so we were really pleased to welcome Leela Thomas to the Do More Good podcast. How are you doing, Leela? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Kenneth. Good. Have you got, it was James was expressing, giving us an insight into how his mind works. Was there any fictional characters that you would <laughs> choose as a, as a mentor? <laughs> oh, gosh. Fictional, non-fictional, I don't know. 
You can uh, have Danny Dyer if you want. I'll let you have Danny. <laughs> No, you made me think like who I'd have. It's interesting. I'm I'm trying to pick up golf at the moment, um, so I'd have to have Tiger Woods. Ooh, um, good one. I've, I've got to, you know, the way he's come back with that, you know, I, I need to get my swing and hit that ball really fast. He'd be great. And then um, it made me think. I've always been fascinated with how Sebco and kind of mobilising so many volunteers with the Olympics, that'd be really great. I'd like to have all the volunteers with Urban Synergy to help young people. That's a dream. Um, and Wonder Woman, I'd love to have those powers. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, just, yeah. To, just get it all out there. run up, yeah, and get them going <laughs> and doing amazing, wonderful things to just make the world a better place. Yeah, great answer, great answer. So much better than James, where we just get a list from him. But anyway, <laughs> go, on, go on, James. <laughs> I was going to say, it's been a while since we've had like a, a recognised award winner on the show. We love, love an award. It. We love an award. Like, we will vicariously win awards through other people. We're quite happy with that. There's some great ones on there. They must make you very proud. Yeah, and um, that's one thing. But I think it's really important that we kind of showcase successes. You know, I think uh, people need to see uh, organisations and programmes that are credible and also young people need to see all the positive pathways there are out there that they can aspire and and you know uh, work their way towards so it's, that's that's really the the main thing for me yeah, yeah that sounds about right um Lilo, it's amazing. like a very Ga- gareth southgate kind of <laughs> like, it's not me it's not me it's all no we're all amazing everyone's amazing you see so yeah just That's someone's got to go up on stage and collect the award, right? You well, know. someone's got to do it. And sometimes I drag, I, I drag my team up there. They're like, no, no. I said, we're all doing it together. So they have to come with me. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's the way to do it. I mean, Leela, it was brilliant, you know, researching and looking into your organisation. Um, and we'll actually come on to it in a bit. But before we kind of come on to talk a bit more about the work that you do, we want to just go back to kind of the beginning of your career and kind of moving and how what, what led you into this space I mean we see that you kind of had a you know you had have and continue to have a successful career in IT and project management and you were still working in that when you actually founded the charity can you just kind of tell us a bit more about the aspirations growing up your early career and and how that how you got to that point yeah I think um it's made me you know during lockdowns made me do a lot of thinking and maybe where has this come from because people have asked the question many times and I think uh, uh when I look at who I am I uh, kind of inherited values from my parents, I suppose we do. So my parents have always had this, if you can help somebody else, then you should do. And they have done. And I've grown up in that environment, in that home. And then 15 years ago, I started to see a lot of problems with young people and the community talking about young people, have their, maybe the way they speak or it's a mixture of things. So working in the corporate world, I saw underrepresentation there. What, the, what I mean by that, I used working in technology and being a, a manager of men, I became very quickly the go-to person. Um, how can you get more females in the industry? And then with ethnicity layered on top of that, I was like, hold on a minute. It's not that diverse here um, in the city, um, in some areas, not everywhere. Uh, however, you know, when you just looked locally to the office, you know, you, there's a whole community of young talent, diverse talent that can see the city from their bedroom windows but they just didn't know how to get there so and I, I've got a son as well I want him to reach his full potential you know to have choices and wherever he wants to work and see all those opportunities and 
basically that's my main driver so it's really if you can help somebody else then you should do and then in the corporate world there's a there's a problem there under representation and diversity in the city and I thought let's be solution focused and take action and it wasn't only me that was talking about it there was lots of people talking about it a lot of the time you know at home in work you know at the dinner table I was like that's it the project manager all right let's what can we do what can we do no more talking let's take action um to make a positive difference and that's where it, the idea started from it wasn't just me there was a few quite a few of us that had the passion for that it's a it's a great point about we, we kicked off the show talking about mentors but actually some of the people that have the biggest influence in our lives are for better or worse are parents aren't they that you you know they become your mentors whether you like it or not uh in the case of my poor two young girls um, <laughs> but yeah they've obviously had a big influence on you and, and taught you values that you've taken forward yeah yeah and also I think um that was you know if you can help somebody else and you can do but I also at the time where the confidence came from I had a an auntie that worked in an investment bank as well and then uh, you know not many of the people around me at a young age had that so I, you know it's kind of getting that inspiration that oh if I want to be you know managing director in an investment bank then I can do so I don't understand we need to share that inspiration with others um who might doubt themselves so they can believe that they can do that too because why not yeah and just interested Leela just taking a little step back you know you talked then about your career working in the city you were in male dominated industries who were your kind of inspiration was it your auntie how, how, what were those challenges like when you started out first on your career can you take us back to that point yeah I think there's been key people um, like I mentioned my aunt was um, really instrumental in that so I got insight into the corporate world that made me think there is places in different areas that open my eyes mm. but then I started to spot there's other people as well that are there like when you turned on the tv there's over representation in a, in a lot of places mm. so whether it's in all the wrong places unemployment crime and sometimes even mental health and it's kind of how do we share that positivity to give young people the next generation really hope and we all really well I do want to leave the world in a better place than how we entered it um so it's kind of sharing those role models that we've had around us that have made us who we are to the next generation so that they can transition and be happy and have choices so it's not necessarily that we're saying we want young people to be like this but it's about showcasing all the pathways and all the positive role models providing that additional support to help them take that next step to where they want to be. It was interesting when you said how you became the go-to person as the female leader of a team you became the person then almost charged with how you need to bring more women into the team that seems ridiculous that you know as a minority in that group that suddenly it just became your responsibility that doesn't I think yeah well I think what it is I think it's about well if it works for me they wanted to get my feedback my perceptions um, my views to tackling this problem and um, I think it's almost like a little blueprint so if I popped up what can we do to get more of you to pop up but it was what we you know it's about how we can collectively work together mm. Yeah, I'm sure it was meant in the in yeah. the right way. Yeah. yeah, but it's kind of my contribution, I would say, to share those views and that knowledge and know-how 
And then maybe it's the project manager there and me is that we'd all work together to address that problem. So I wouldn't take it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come on to that project management piece because it, you mentioned it twice now. And that, and that piece about taking action, about having that discussion and actually saying, right, we know there's a challenge out here for young people. We can we know what a potential solution to that can be in terms of giving them pathways or mentors, people to follow, and then actually going and doing it and bringing together people and actually creating a charity, getting the charity registered, organizing events, fundraising. I mean, that's a lot to take on. What were, what were those first few few months uh, of the organization, few years even? You know, I've got a saying where I say, you know, teamwork makes dream work, dreams work. Yeah, and that's really it. So it's working with, you know, experts in different areas to put something together to a really good standard. But, you know, it has it was it was difficult, but where there was so much passion for, you know, to see a difference. And and I think uh, I remember many, many would say if we could help one young person, they'd be happy. <laughs> and I think it was um Starting with a ripple, ripple and ending with a wave um, is one of my sayings that my sister uses. And I think um, there's an element in the charity of having that support from family and friends and colleagues and corporates uh, and the schools as well. And parents are really working together to uh, tackle and keeping the young person at heart of everything we do, but to tackle a, a problem that we can all see. So although it's challenging, but it's how we all work together to support each other to build what's been built. Lilo, obviously, I've just mentioned, but as the, I'm just interested in, the, as the project manager, I can see everyone kind of sitting around and you're like, right, we've all got this idea and you're kind of trying to organise everyone and then they go, right, who's going to be the, the CEO or who's going to lead this thing? And they're like, Lila can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that kind of how it worked out or was yeah. it? It's weird. Um, I think, obviously, I had the idea. Yeah. And there's uh, maybe there's quite a few project managers because, you know, it's the people who I worked with who actually came on board with the charity as well. It's, you know, they've said they've uh, volunteered with Urban Synergy longer than their own day jobs, which is quite interesting. But it's it's the idea coming together. But I don't know, maybe because we're qualified to a certain extent. So we've got prints and PMI, PMP professionals who know how to build things and IT professionals that know how to build system so it's everybody bringing their skill set to the table mm. which is pretty amazing so things we might find hard where somebody knows how to do it like like you folks you experts in doing podcasts i wouldn't know what to do but now i know where to come to um, <laughs> <laughs> quote quote for the website there kenneth yeah exactly yeah so what were some of the what were the, some of the, the challenges and the barriers that you came up against in in starting the organization and and I guess if you, you know, how did you use that crew of people and their skills? That's that's kind of a mentoring skill, isn't it? To identify skills in people and, and push yeah. them to solving them. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the problems, you know, were what are the problems that are stopping young people from seeing a diverse workplace, which is quite interesting. We found a quite a few, you know, so whether it's the awareness, the awareness of opportunities that are there to the young mm. person, the ability to provide in the additional skills that are needed how can I say it? it's not just the academics a lot of young people think oh if I'm not academically an a-star student or uh maybe I won't be mm. but actually you know we demystify that for the young person so one of the things uh, I say is we believe every young person has a talent and in every workplace there's a job for every young person 
So it's, you know, you need the person with energy, you need the person attention to detail, you need the salesperson, you need the person who can design or develop. And it's how you kind of demystify that for the young person to show that they do have the ability to build their confidence up, you know, so that they can take the next step. And it's obviously the opportunities as well. So the challenges were, how do we build that bridge from the community to the workplace, you know, demystifying what the workplace is, the skills, the jobs that are there, the culture, the culture that is there. So we was breaking down barriers all around. And what is pretty amazing is when you're connecting people that may be polar opposites, but you connect them on a passion. Mm. And, and that's when you see them come to life and you're like, oh, my God, these two are so passionate about history, you know. Um, but that's what we've done the matching on. So, you know, the challenges were, you know, how do we help a young person to transition? But I'm glad to say that years later, we've got those stories of how, you know, that young person we've inspired in the school is now turning up in the workplace or working and actually working in the workplace. Mm. And then they come back. Wow. They come back to talk to the other young people. <laughs> And so peer- self, self-fulfilling then. So you've just got a cycle now of people yeah, coming back cycle. in. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And do reverse mentoring as well. So the young people will actually, you know, just like how the guys I work with came to me, mm. maybe the senior leaders or the people in the organisations are going to our young people like, yeah, what, you know, what do you think of, you know, <laughs> because young people just think differently, you know, the tools they use, um, where they, where talent is moving to nowadays, it's, it's different. And this is where we bridge that intergenerational gap. Yeah, it's amazing. I was actually, I was going to ask a, a question about that because I think you, you've touched on it there. Like the, the, the gap just, I don't think it's growing. It's probably always been the same in terms of kind of different generations. I, I'm just interested in an organisation when you're set up, how did you kind of, how was the outreach in terms of bringing children in? What were the main vehicles for that or bringing in young people? Sorry. Yeah. Um, we, was it outreach through schools, programmes? Was there community programmes that you're going out to and giving talks to? How did that kind of start going initially? So we, from within the community, there's a lot of connections. You've got um, professionals in that community. You've got teachers in that community. You've got parents in that community. And there was a problem around everybody's calling for role models. So the word got out that, you know, running a project to bring role models and mentors into the community and then the word started to spread <laughs> so people were like yes we do need that and actually we did an event in well we spoke at an event in house of commons something about 15 years ago and everybody was talking you know there's lots of research papers oh yes young people need mentors they need role models and it's shown that 50 percent of young people that have work experience or earn more or you know are less likely to be unemployed all those things um so there's these recommendations in reports that go around so we sat there and then when it's questions we said we've got role models in urban synergy this is like 15 years ago and it's like black role models as well are in there as well from different industries we've got barristers ceos and doctors and engineers are like you've got a network of how many mentors and role models hundreds (laughs) and they're like then literally it was like, oh my God, you know, can we, how do we get our young people to be sign up to your program? There was, you know, teachers and schools that were there saying, oh, we'd love you to come into our schools because we had the profiles or the mentors. And because what we'd built was, you know, all our mentors are trained, their DBS checked and everything like that. So that's kind of 
it was just I, I don't know it's maybe when you have an idea and it's a solution that's there then it's supplied the demand was there for it and because mm. the demand was there for it it started to mushroom and everyone said Leela that's going to grow and I was like we're just doing the right thing you know if you can help a young person and you're a, a doctor or you're a barrister then why not share your story and what it's like to work in your workplace it's as simple as that and it's just um now in the over the last six months last year we've reached over like yeah six and a half thousand young people so it's been um really great yeah it's been really great and then like how you're saying the challenges you know with the covid and everything the virtual mm. offering there's been a bit of a silver lining behind that we've been mm. able to access more mentors virtually to support young people and young people are kind of really good with the technology as well so it's kind of worked to help us reach even more yeah that, that ripple firmly became a wave right that really grew for you and it, that happened for you as well so you went full-time was it with the organization yeah. in 2021 That's how right. has that changed for you because then um, that becomes very real doesn't it it goes from a, it's from a really side real. hustle to a to a full-time <laughs> yeah um it's really it's really interesting uh, from a side hustle of you know it's the right thing to do and you know everyone getting involved to okay covid's hit and you know young people at home and the struggles that they're having and teachers being really concerned about keeping young people motivated and on track and then george floyd hit mm. and then um we've got a lot of uh, organizations that are working with us and role models that are already working with us before. And then the demographic, because, you know, we have, you know, a high proportion of our young people are from the black minority ethnic community. And like, what can we do to take action to, you know, to support, you know, we need to hear, you know, what, what can we do to support this young talent? This demand, I was like, okay, I don't know, I can't cope. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, the senior leaders where I work with, they said it's really important what you're doing. Um, how can we support? And basically, they said, yeah, offered a secondment so I can scale Urban Synergy. So I'm here on a secondment, working, sharing that blueprint um, with other organisations to come on board to build that diverse, work-ready talent pipeline to see more young people crossing that bridge, opening the doors or taking the hinges off the doors. So that you know they can, you know, access that new world. That's been that's been really positive. It's Kenneth's turn to get the drinks in this week, so I'm going to let you know that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Do More Good Pod, or if you're a professional business person, you can find us on LinkedIn too. There's a website, DoMoreGood.uk, packed full with episodes, blog posts, details of the team, and a link to the newsletter for your VIP content. We're coming back, two pina coladas, and a lager for me. Did you know that was coming or did that come out of the blue? Was that a surprise? What an amazing thing to do. That must have been a great day that you got the email or the call or the whatever to suggest. Yeah, that. I was a bit um, taken back. I was a bit shocked. Like, it's too good to be true. Um, <laughs> but, you know, everybody says it's it's really important role to companies, actually, to organisations and how important it is. And sometimes you don't notice how important things are um, and you hear it come from everywhere else. But it is a really great opportunity to provide a platform for volunteers a platform for organizations and most of all a platform for young people um with their parents to just um help them reach their dreams or their full potential or see all the many pathways and also hear from the role models their stories 
and you know we've got role models that speak about they're dyslexic or they've they didn't pass their first exam or they have you know it's just nice so they can hear how they transitioned and provide that information in real time to young people so they can make those informed decisions yeah mm -hmm. I was going to say, I mean, you mentioned that time over over COVID and what happened with George Floyd, and and it just made a lot more people want to take action. And I suppose that's when you were sitting there saying, "We've been taking action in this field for the last fourteen years, and it's been a struggle." And then suddenly you had an influx of, of of more and more people, and then and then you can scale it. Just Leela, tell us about some of the the actual kind of programs that you run. I mean, looking at the the research, as we were said, we researched before. You know, obviously the mentorship program events where you're getting people along what are the what are the types of things or if you can talk a little bit about them just to yeah. that would be great yeah so some of the things we say we've got like three pillars which inspire guide and ignite the ambitions of young people mm -hmm. so the inspire are the role model seminars where we bring role models from different industries different backgrounds because we believe you know every young person should have a role model who looks up like them to look up to mm -hmm. It's okay if you if you want to be a doctor and you've got a doctor in your family or you want to be a lawyer and you've got a lawyer in your family or you want to be a you know, professional like James and Kenneth, you know, but you've got, you know, you've got parents that can, they can sit in the room and learn from you. So the Inspire are, bring, are running role model seminars from primary school right the way up to um, sick forms and um, just to uh, broaden the career horizons of young people. Um, and to help them make those informed decisions at key transition stages of their life. So from primary to secondary and secondary school as they're choosing their subject options. And then as they're leaving um, secondary school into further education or the world of work. Okay, so that, those are, that's the Inspire, the role model seminars. Mm -hmm. We guide, that's the second pillar, and that's the one-to-one -one mentoring. So this is about um, helping young people age in year 11 to year 13, age 16 to 18, uh, helping them have a, having a, their own mentor. And the mentor helps them to have a CV, presentation skills and mock interview um, skills. Um, so they're equipped so they can take their next step and use those tools and have that information, that additional information and support to um, transition to whether it's further education or the world of work. And the last bit is Ignite. This is the work experience. Really important part this is. I've seen young people that have gone for jobs and unfortunately didn't get the job. And they can be very academically bright, actually, as well. They didn't get the job because they didn't have any work experience, which is really sad. <laughs> so what Urban Synergy does is provide young people with work experience opportunities. So that pillar was the, a challenge for us, securing those work experience opportunities. But organisations really do see the value of that. So we've been able to secure you know, hundreds of work experience opportunities for young people. Sometimes they just need to see what what it's like before they actually start studying it you know, long term or just see if this is the industry that they want to get into. But also it's what they can put on their CV. And also it's building their network for future employment as well, which is really important. So that's the, the Ignite piece. And we do it in those stages because once they complete the, the mentoring, it shows us and future employers that they're reliable and they're committed. 
that's mm. one of the key things and and they're enthusiastic as well <laughs> so yeah now those are the three programs that we run the, the seminars the mentoring and the work experience brilliant yeah and i think it all comes under the umbrella of the word you kept mentioning a minute ago around demystifying things yeah like it's great to have a role model like tiger woods for example to have tiger and there and think yes that is yeah. what i want to be and he's doing it and that's what i want to be but actually demystify what i'm I, kenneth is better at golf than i am and, he, and he's terrible as well. it's, really, <laughs> it's really awful but you wouldn't have the first clue about actually which way around you hold the club or which you know what color bag should i have or which tees do i tee off from you know this sort of thing so that demystifying thing that you talk about throughout all of that with the, the role models answering questions and then things like interview prep or the dress code what do i wear to an interview what are, all of those things that you might not be comfortable asking about someone can yeah, and even that. even accessing buildings sometimes you you know I've seen adults that have gone for an interview and they've gone into the city of London and they've got an address and they've gone to the build the company and they've oh my god there's five buildings in the same location they panic and they mm. get there late so it's you know being able to you know teach that to young people because life is like building blocks and I and I truly believe opportunities don't wait yeah so it's really important you know one of the another thing that i say is success is when preparation meets opportunity so nice. and of course i mean i think it's well publicized the value that a mentor can get out of having a role with a with a mentee and that kind of reverse mentoring is that your experience and is that the experience of many of your mentors that they're like wow I, i've discovered new things about myself i've discovered things i didn't even, wasn't even aware of is that how you yeah. hear it's funny hearing all the stories so sometimes you hear Oh, yeah, I'm signing up because who knows, you know, I'll probably learn things more about this teenager because I've got a, a young, you know, a five year old. So when they become a teenager, I'm more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is quite funny. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's different ways, you know, um, it benefits um, communication skills. It helps the mentor doing good feels good. Mm. Um and likewise, with organisations, how young people think, you know, with regards to the services and the products that they offer, you know, mm. is it relevant? You know, they just use technology so much quicker than what I won't say everybody else, but for me, certainly my son uses it so quickly. <laughs> how do you do that? Anyway, yeah. 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 The, the last point you touched on there around networking and getting that work experience and building your networks and, and knowing people it's clear that that you've done a bit of that because you're working with some massive organizations pwc morgan stanley citibank has that changed over the last couple of years have they opened their doors more to to this sort of kind of opportunities that you're offering yes how, and how did they how did that happen how did that go about how it's got about? stronger and stronger and they're offering more and more and more i think because what we're seeing is talent showing up you know at the workplace so we've had volunteers from the organization you know we started off from the community um so we are you know the the local community that have come together but it's how we all work together collectively to make that difference so it's great to see ceos on board with what we're doing and right the way throughout the organization you know working all collectively with the schools with the young people to make that difference they're really invested with their employees with regards to the opportunities as well and young people can see that with these organizations that we're working with and we're really seeing that talent show up young talent showing up in the workplace like you're saying you know the the challenges or the the network actually i should say 
I've got all these sayings. I always, someone always says, your network is your net worth. Mm. You know, and a lot of times it's like who you know. So what we're doing is we're bringing young people into that fold um, because I believe wherever we walk, our young people should be able to walk. Why not? Mm. Why not? So wherever we go um, into uh, these different corporate workplaces, we bring the young people on that journey and then they become inspired. They meet the inspirational people that work in the organization. They see all the different people who they who look like them. And then they think, well, if one of the things we hear the young people say, well, if you can work there, <laughs> so can I. And that's really powerful. Um, and then they get the drive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see everything happening, you know, their well-being, their, um, their academics grow, their focus grow, you know, in the home parents are happy young people are happy <laughs> so it has that ripple effect so yeah just speaking to you now Leela I can see why you were the one at the end of the table where everyone was like Leela you you do that bit because you you need to kind of you know this the passion you have for it the fun that you bring the smile it's the energy it's 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 everything leading on to my question scale like you know what we're talking about now and everything that you've spoken to us about for the last 30 minutes just sounds why hasn't this been happening for years like, yeah. why isn't this in every school across the country, across the world? Why isn't this built into an educa- education program? I don't know. But I guess that's something that kind of keeps you going as well, is to say there is thousands and thousands and millions of young people out there who have no opportunity of this type of thing because they're either live somewhere remotely, there's nothing in their area, their school doesn't embrace it, they haven't they haven't discovered this opportunity. How How do you begin to crack that? challenge i mean i think it maybe it started off from i always go back to that that problem area where there was all this talk about i think the prime minister was talking about a call for role models positive role models it started from there and those research papers but then i think the schools have actually um they the schools have gatsby so it's about bringing uh corporates or the workplace to young people so that the schools are actually brought in and see the benefit you know, just like in Europe as well, of having young people having that work experience now, mm. um, which is good. So that's something that's in demand and uh, a need that the school need to fulfill as well. And then obviously with the COVID, the virtual offering has made it easier for us to gain more volunteers to, um, to connect them to the young people in those schools. So those things have kind of worked in our favour to help us to scale more. It's how we get the resources to empower us or get more people to, that's why I kind of like the Sebastian Sebco thing. So how we did that was really amazing. And pulling all those volunteers to build that platform and run such an amazing Olympic programme. But that all those things are working in Urban Synergy's favour. And that's the fuel that we're fueling on, on top of, organizations really do see you know the the benefit of having diversity in the workplace because it builds trust it builds a diversity of thought it builds a better a better product as well and it avoids those blind spots and that's where urban synergy fit neatly in the middle with that bridge (laughs) (laughs) so we're just like more 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 so um yeah let's see if there's any listeners out there urbansynergy.com no. Is that is that the key then? Is that what you see? Is that, that's what you need to grow. Is volunteers coming in, people putting their hands up. That's, volunteers, that's 
volunteers and always we're always looking for funding as well charities is the the key thing because what we have to do is we need stable a stable core mm. that will you know support the volunteers so that's key so um yeah and everything that you know we have to process those uh, dbs checks and run those training sessions and make sure our mentoring program is accredited so that quality stays there um, stuff yeah 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 but we're very lean we are very lean and very efficient so we're a virtual team and we um use it's probably you know that's really been good so we you know the schools and the workplace you know support us um to deliver what we're doing mm. how big how big are you like what does your what's what's your funding look like each year in terms of people and god how many people have we got we've got about 12 we've got a team of 12 so it's all volunteers initially yeah so in the last maybe year and a half we're scared mm-hmm. up to a team of 12 and we've reached over maybe about yeah six and a half thousand young people mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean all, all the rest is in that charity commissions <laughs> yeah with regards to all the numbers and everything like that yeah 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 but obviously like i mean james and i have worked in worked in fundraising so you know we understand the the challenges and the, the running a charity you know a lot of people outside think it's think people are just doing it for free and that people are doing it on their side and it, you know it's it shouldn't be paid salaries and all those stupid type of comments that we've we've all faced um, yeah. but obviously these things cost money um you know and you need money and you need funding and you you talked about the importance of funding not only for basic infrastructure but also to pay people's salaries so that yeah. you can impact and touch more people how do you as a charity approach that side do you have someone who's dedicated to, to looking at fundraising or yeah. are you not quite at that stage yet where it's kind of part of everybody's remit well we have we've got um we're looking actually now for mm-hmm. to make sure we have a fundraising we need to diversify our income mm-hmm. um and and those are kind of the challenges that we've actually seen. It's not as straightforward as just writing a funding application. You have to have relationships with the fund, you know, with the funders as well. That mm-hmm. helps. That's the area we do want to grow. Prior to COVID, because we're going really quickly, we you know all personally contribute to the charity. This in the voluntary capacity, okay, where it's all volunteers, but also we did fundraising events. So done tough mudders, jumping out of planes, done <laughs> cake bakes, and all those shaking the tins. But we actually need to have a stable income mm-hmm. because we're working with young people. Mm-hmm. So our platform has to be tight because you know for parents and schools to know that the young people, all those safeguarding checks are being done so this is where we are um getting that dedicated fundraising resource to focus on diversifying our income we're very mostly donations at the moment Mm -hmm. but we do need to build those relationships with those trusts and foundations and they need somebody to report back to them they need someone (laughs) as you know Mm -hmm. and that's where um that's where we need that uh funding to make sure we're sustainable and scalable we want to be able to help generations of young people mm. yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking at volunteering for a charity that I've, I volunteered for maybe eight or nine years ago and when I volunteered for them at that stage and this is a national charity I'm not so who it is um, but the, the application process was very um, you know a lot of paper forms it was a lot of emails independently and actually 
this time when I've applied to go back as a volunteer and of course need DBS checks and, and various references, it's all been online and it's been super straightforward and simple and like one portal where I've got access. And I guess something like that, that makes the, just breaks down the barriers between someone saying, okay, I want to do this. I want to give my time and actually making that process as easy and as simple as possible just would really benefit an organization such as you, because you, you don't want to have people who you're having to pay to kind of just go through the admin if the technology can can do it for you, I would guess. That's right. And working efficiently to do that. Yeah. The resources. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Good. And um, before we hit you with the, the quick fire questions at the end, a little bit of warning there, I've got a question for you about stepping from having an idea and then taking people with you. So how has that been from you had this genesis of a, of a plan and where you wanted to go and now you've got a team of people that are working towards it. How have you found kind of imbuing everybody in that team with your vision and taking them on that journey. It can't be easy to do that. And different people in that team will have a different idea of where they perhaps see the boat going. Uh, how do you keep people on track and, and uh, working towards, think, towards yours? Yeah, I think everybody's got their skill sets, I suppose. And one of my skill sets I've been told is I can be pretty um, infectious and I've and, uh, got perseverance. And um... <laughs> so that's one of my skill sets that I have. Um, and people are like, oh God, how can I say no to you? <laughs> Got them. Got them. So yeah. um, it's just getting, you know, I think once young, uh, people see the vision and what we're trying to do and they see who's on board as well and they hear all the stories, they're like, how can, how can I get involved? And then we yeah. just make it whatever time you have, we try and find a way, you know, if you've got you know one hour to you know if you want to make a longer term commitment we'll work work it build this little empire um or this little bridge you know it all contributes to getting more young people over that bridge yeah we just need to get you in a room with seb co oh yeah yeah if you could do that. let's do that and then it'll be on board you see that's the teamwork thing you lot have got the platform and the voice we might be listening <laughs> seb's a confirmed listener oh, seb if you're listening all right right there yeah. you go you never know we've had Usain Bolt you know we've got people that met the Queen through the charity the Prime Ministers and loads of amazing yeah loads of they them. are probably a better bet to reaching Seb than, than us two goons listen some listener it might be Seb's nephew or brother Maybe. you never know Maybe. you never know exactly Leela, look, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Just absolutely wish you all the best. An amazing look, like your story and just your yourself. I'm sure you'll go on to continue to help more thousands and thousands of more young people. And just you know, thank you for thank you for that because it's people like you that will inspire the next generation to continue with doing great work. So yeah, it's absolutely amazing. But yeah, as I say, we've got some quick quite quick fire questions that we drop into the end of all of our episodes. So. I'll pop on with the first one. If you could transport yourself back in time and meet your 20-year-old self, what piece of advice would you give and why? I am 20. <laughs> Only joking. I did put that back on you. Um, the things I always say to young people, I repeat after my seminars, be bold, be brilliant, be brave. Yes. Nice. nice. You know, if an opportunity comes up, take it. Be open-minded. You never know where it might take you. Just do it. Brilliant. Just do it. Just do okay. it. Cool. Uh, second question for you. Can you tell us about one life hack, a productivity tool, a habit or a skill you have taught yourself recently that you think everybody needs to know about? 
Oh my god. Um. Oh my god, that's a really interesting. That everybody needs to know about well, like the golf. <laughs> Maybe I'll be on that train. Yeah. Play, oh, tell play. us, tell us more about the golf. Yeah, Where did well, the golf well, actually, come from? You know, um, I've been training, hoping to. We're going to do a golf tournament on in September. That's why everybody should know about it because they might want to sign up a team and yeah. help me to hit that golf ball really far. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's see. So life hack is doing what you enjoy in urban synergy we we do things that we enjoy so um at the same time as playing golf learning a new skill building your networks bringing young people on that journey and getting more funding for the charity that's why everybody should know about it there you go okay last one then so as a podcast that is focused around people doing more good what's your favorite story or aspiring individual that you've met on your journey recently who has done something good for others oh gosh there's so many. Um, I think I must say my son is an inspirational person I met on the journey. However, I had him before. It's really, <laughs> it sounds crazy, doesn't it? He is inspirational because when he was little and I was doing the charity, he said um, when they were doing the playing the guitar and they made donations and he's in primary school, he said, mum, everyone put their hands up to support the big charities to get the donations from the, the guitar concert. And he said, Mom, I put my hand up for Urban Synergy because Urban Synergy helps young people. And guess what, Mummy? They chose Urban Synergy. Oh. So from there, the school, the primary school became aware of the seminars that we do in secondary schools and sick forms and colleges. They said, can we have the seminar in this primary school? And everyone was like, they're a bit young, but they're not. So we started the, he was a catalyst of having seminars in primary schools. So oh. that's helped god thousands of young people so and he actually brought funding into the charity as little as you are where people say oh if my son can do it then that's it and that's the cycle and he comes back in as well and speaks to the young people as well so he's my little inspiration yeah along with many of the others these are yeah a lot of stories like that but yeah yeah that's why amazing lila thank you so much james any final thoughts what I've enjoyed about this episode, and I've scribbled them down, is that we have some options for tattoos, Kenneth. We've got to go. <laughs> I'm I'm going to take uh, doing good feels good. I'm going to get that one done. But you get to pick from network is your net worth. Be bold, be brilliant. Uh, success is when preparation meets opportunity. It's up to you. You can go with whichever one you want. Well, uh, maybe we should do a, a vote or a poll on our Twitter <laughs> to actually decide this. And yeah, uh, yeah why not? Well, look. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you both very much. Leela, final thing. Sorry, if anyone wants to find you or connect with you, are you on LinkedIn? Yep, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter, we're on Insta, we're on Facebook, and we're at urbansynergy.com. Urbansynergy.com, perfect. And we should give a shout out to, I think it was it Phoebe in your team? Yeah, shout, big shout out to Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. Phoebe dropped us a line and, and connected us, so we appreciate that. Okay, we'll Amazing wrap it up there. Phoebe. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye. Just before we go, can we ask a favour? If you've enjoyed this episode and you've made it this far after all, and you want to help us reach more people and attract more guests, then we'd love a review on iTunes. Alternatively, if you haven't got anything nice to say, then say it in an email. Get in touch at contact at domoregood.uk and let us know how we can improve the show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another story of someone doing more good.